we have a new sponsor of ad spend do you hate money well if you hate money you're going to hate retention.com if you love money you're going to love retention.com and you're going to hear a little bit more about them later in the show but you can go sign up right at retention.com if you can't wait till then enjoy the episode of ad spend exclusively on the triple whale network the theme of 2023 for our department is getting really narrow and really deep, trying to conquer every platform, TikTok and Pinterest, and putting a lot of time and resources into platforms that just weren't working. So Q3 last year, we kind of started it. Q1, we doubled down on it of just getting really, really tight execution on Facebook ads, creative testing, offer testing, and landing page testing. And the results have been great. Limiting the, the breadth of what we're doing has allowed us to get much better at the stuff we know pays off for our business. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of your favorite D2C podcast, Ad Spend. As always, I'm joined with my wonderful, handsome, incredibly awesome, also in Walmart now, Ashvin Walwani. Ashvin, how you doing, my man? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. It sees you. You paid your internet bills this month, so. We're back and running now. <laughs> We're back and running. And I buried the lead. The best jort wearer on this side of the Mississippi, the watch slinger, the marketing maven, Nate Lagos. Nate, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Last time, when we see each other, was Whaley's last time? When, I haven't yeah. seen you in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a few months. It's amazing. Uh, life's good, man. Q1 wrapped up really strong. Uh, Q2's been off to a busy and kind of hectic start, um, but it's good, man. Right now, we're just getting ready for Father's Day. We're going to jump into a bunch of stuff. You have a bunch of really cool warm takes, which is kind of like a... a great moniker there but w when you sit down and i'm just going to dive right in and we can jump across all these uh, amazing things but when you sit down and you are you planning in quarters are you planning in year how are you thinking about your marketing strategy for either original grain a client like take us through kind of that thought process because I, I know a lot of people out there i wouldn't say struggle that's probably too hard of a word but they're kind of palpitating the elephant. They, they're like, okay, cool. I got this client. And now what? Do I look in months? Do I look in quarters? Do I look in a year? Like, give me some color there. How do you think of acquisition? So with original grants, my full-time job, I'm the head of marketing there. Um, it's easy to, to plan, you know, 12, 18, 24 months in the future. Oh, beautiful. Um, especially for watches because our lead time to create new products is a long one. Um, so like our product roadmap for this year is done. It's wrapping up for the first half of next year already. So um, product is mapped out, you know, well ahead of time. And then I combine that with our seasonal moments of, you know, Valentine's Day, Father's Day, and Christmas uh, to create pretty detailed forecasts um, on a quarterly basis. So, you know, today Love is that. April 20th. Happy 420 to those who Happy celebrate. Happy holidays. But I've got a spreadsheet for all of Q2 with exactly how much money I'm supposed to spend on ads today, exactly the amount of revenue that should bring in, the earnings contribution it should bring in. Um, so we we get pretty detailed on a on a quarterly basis. Love that. Um, if you're consulting, doing whatever for your clients, it's always tough. I don't like to plan out further than whatever the term is you guys agreed That's a good to, point. to do the deal. That's a fair point. I think all of us probably early in our careers got our first or second consulting client we're pumped about it and planned out 18 months for them and yeah. wrote out the whole roadmap and gave it to them and they said all right thanks have a good one um so <laughs> i wouldn't recommend that how'd you get started over at original grain i actually don't even know the origin story how'd you guys link up twitter believe it or not um, the bird so it solves all it's crazy man i was uh i was the chief marketing officer of a company called dugout mugs um i became a cmo at 24 years old and immediately was panicked of like what the heck am I doing like I don't know if I belong here like I think there are people in this industry way smarter than me and better than me so I hopped on Twitter and I followed everyone with CMO in their bio oh, that's um, smart. and was like let's try to learn here and you know after a two-year really successful run there is time for a new chapter so um, I quit my job and that morning I tweeted hey I quit my job I'm looking for work um, hit me up I put my phone down, I panic cried for about an hour, yeah, I hit the golf do. course, and uh, when I got back to my phone, I had a bunch of DMs and job offers already, and, and one of them was from OG. Let's go. That's amazing. Let's get into some tactics. So what are you seeing? What worked in Q1 for you guys? What was something that you thought was going to work that didn't? Um, and then we'll get, I'll quit rambling here and we'll get Mawani to 
to dive in. But yeah, take us through kind of some of your successes and some of the opportunities to grow for your Q1, what you saw in the market. So the theme of 2023 for our department is um, getting really narrow and really deep. Um, last year, we were trying to conquer every platform, TikTok and Pinterest and, um, you know, putting a lot of time and resources into platforms that just weren't working. So um, Q3 last year, we kind of started it. Q1, we doubled down on it um, of just getting really, really tight execution on Facebook ads, creative testing, offer testing, and landing page testing. Um, and the results have been great. Um, you know, li limiting the the breadth of what we're doing has allowed us to get much better um, at the stuff we know pays off for our business. And you do, because uh, I want to hear what your take is on this, Moana, because you guys are across a lot of channels and you do very well. What uh, you do some really cool stuff with YouTube as well, Nate, where it's kind of give us some color there because it's kind of like not necessarily like direct ad spend, but it is ad spend, right? Like it's a deployment, just a different way. Yeah. So we sponsor a lot of uh, niche YouTube creators. Um, something I've been doing for a couple years, back to my days at Dugout, I did deals with, you know, Barstool and John Boy and like some of those big, big media networks. Um, but the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, we've seen like these niche creators are, are the best bang for our buck. Um, so we sell watches made out of whiskey barrels and reclaimed military ammo crates and a bunch of unique materials. And there's already communities of guys on the internet passionate about that stuff. So we just find where they're at, agree to a deal with the creator. Um, and to date it's been our, our single highest row as channel. Now it's not as scalable as Facebook or Google or, you know, a lot of the other stuff we do, but um, you know, for us, if we can stack six figures a quarter of extremely profitable revenue, um, that's meaningful to us. I know we even connected in the past talking about, you know, how to utilize like YouTube influencers and, and, and finding these creators. I think what would be really interesting is cause like, yeah, like the media buying piece of it, you know, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, it's like solid, but what people fail to do is really introduce some, some real top of the funnel traffic to the brand. And I think you guys have nailed it, especially with these, these micro influencers. So Maybe take us through, like, what does that look like? How do, how do you even find these people, right? How do you know that they're the right person to even work with? Because I, I myself find myself struggling, like, all right, there's this, like, influencer who's got, like, 20,000 followers, but asking for the world, right? Like, how do you sort through this, like, mess and, like, navigate and find, like, the the real winners here? So a couple a couple easy, easy things for us to kind of qualify people. Um, we don't care about Instagram, TikTok, followers, engagement, or anything. All we want to see is... Um, the average YouTube views of their last 10 videos. Um, that's kind of like our, our guiding source of like, hey, is this worth anything to us? Um, from there, we kind of let their content do the targeting. Um, I don't really care about demographic info for our brand. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, we've got 18-year-olds to 65-year-old dudes wearing our watches. So um, it's more about kind of like that interest-based targeting that's done by that creator's content. Um from there, you know, we're lucky enough at this point to have past data of, you know, what types of audience perform well for us um, and tracking, you know, how many views it's getting, how many, how much uh, revenue it's generating. That kind of gives you a nice guide of, uh, you know, what audience might be worth a certain amount to you. Um, but starting out, like I always say, like, let's start small, agree to two or three videos with a small creator, wait 30 days, see how it goes. Um, I've made the mistakes of biting off you know, big deals that we shouldn't have because I had a gut feeling Same. about it Same. Um, and it didn't pay off. So uh, I like to, to, to start small where you can um, and scale up as long as uh, performance dictates. So what do these like campaigns actually look like? Are they like, are they, I guess, mid rolls where they're like, oh, this video is brought to you by, you know, or is it like in this video they're talking about the product or is the video entirely about the product, right? So what does that look like? Yeah, so the video is never about us. Um, we I like to sponsor videos that their audience will like, um, and we either do pre or mid roll ads. Um, I like the ads to be baked in, so not pre -re recorded. I think uh, you know viewers these days have gotten crazy good at detecting commercials, um, and they do the same thing that all of us do when commercials come on. They tune out, they go get a drink, they stop the show and work on something. Um, so I like it to be baked in and as natural as possible. Um, so somewhere I always mandate that it's in the first half of the video. Um, they'll say, Hey, and by the way, this episode's brought to you by original grain. They make this really cool, cool watch. 
And if you use our discount code, whatever, um, you'll get the best deal anywhere you can find. Um, and it's, you know, quick 30 to 90 second ads. Um, and they've been really good to us. And do you showcase like the product while like it's happening? Like, do they, they show it? Like, is there like a, a pre-made video? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, it varies, um, by creator to creator. Um, we ask them all to wear it during the video. So at least it's in sight the, the whole time. Um, we've had content creators that shoot beautiful content, like that shoot better content of our watches than we had in, in the past. Um, so it kind of varies with whatever they choose to, to, to shoot. Um, working with some smaller creators that don't have amazing, uh, production ca capabilities, uh, that combined with watches are a pain in the ass to shoot. We've pr provided assets before of just like, Hey, like throw this on screen while you're, uh, talking about it. I love that. And so you're using the discount codes as the proxy for success. So if they're driving X, Y, or Z, and you try and keep those fairly unique, I take it? Yeah, I like using code usage because I think it, it paints me a picture of worst case scenario. Um, and, you know, small bootstrapped brand, like I need every dollar to work for me. Um, I can at least argue like, hey, at worst, this code was used 37 times for X dollars in revenue. Um, and whether or not that works out for us is is how I decide to do another deal with that creator. That's so interesting. Is it like, a, are you valuing, I guess, placements on a, on a CPM basis? Um, like, how do you, how do you figure out what the right, like, cost structure is here? So we measure um, at the end of 30 days from when the video was posted, we take a look at total views from that video and total revenue from that video. We figure out the CPM and we also figure out the RPM, so the revenue per thousand impressions. Um, and I like to draw that 30 day mark because you got to draw it somewhere. I mean, we have videos that were posted a year ago that someone's still using their code for, and that's awesome. Um, but I don't like to plan for that. Um, so I draw the line at 30 days, uh, take a view count, revenue count, and then use that data to judge what next deal might be good for me. Um, so like I know, uh, you know, guys that go on YouTube and watch videos about whiskey and bourbon on average, that audience is worth like $85 RPM to me. Um, so now when I'm interviewing a new whiskey creator that we haven't worked with before, I use that as like, okay, that's what I can reasonably expect this guy's audience to generate. His last 10 videos have averaged 20,000 views. I'm not good at math on the spot, but I'll figure out what that video is probably worth to me. Um, and then agree to a deal uh, that makes sense for what our performance metrics are. So I would imagine it's CBM first and then RPM if we want to continue the deal. Yeah. I dig that. Now, one of the things that you put on here that I think isn't talked about enough, we did some pretty interesting deep dives with Daniel Ocon, um, but give us kind of what your thoughts are. And Ash, you do a lot of really cool stuff here, so uh, I want you to jump in as well. But um you're talking how offers can be one of the biggest levers that a lot of brands are not using. Kind of say, say more there and then give some tips and tricks in terms of how you think of creating offers, what levers you want to pull on, et cetera, et cetera. It's funny that it, like it's not always top of mind for marketers because I think it's one of the easiest to implement. Like I don't need a new landing page. I don't need a new ad creative. Like just change whatever the code is, change what the, the, the copy is, um, and it, it's good to go. So like for us, Last Q2 was the last time we offered 30% site-wide. Um, oh, wow. We switched to offering 20% wide and didn't see a dip in conversions. It's like, okay, just netted an extra 10% 10, 10 on everything um, that we would have otherwise lost. Um, that's a simple one. We've also done ones like um, you can now buy uh, a watch on our site and get a free matching wedding band, um, which margin-wise is a lot better for us than given 20% per, per percent off the watch. Um, so just like a lot of little things that um, are pretty easy to implement, but often don't get prioritized and I'm guilty of it as well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, a few of those unlocks have, have let us claw back a bunch of margin that we used to give away. What about you, Ash? Give me your thoughts on the, the offers. I know you pontificated on this before, but. We actually had a pretty big win um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, as like summer is like kind of hitting us, right? It's typically our like slowest time. So I've been super heavy on testing. Like, all right, how do I increase AOV as our cost is going to go up? Like, how do I offset that? Right. So a lot of things, especially with an offer, um, the other day I kind of tweeted out saying like, Hey, does anyone want to like rip through our funnel? Like give me some, some ideas. And I think the biggest thing that are the biggest like piece of feedback people came back to me was how do you actually showcase the offer? 
right? Like, is it is it clean? Is it understandable, right? Like, do I understand what I'm getting, what the value is, right? So literally we've been using the same like buy box for like the last two years. And so we had our dev kind of like recreate something a little bit more cleaner and a little bit more like easier to read, things like that. And it's the same offer, right? Just It's just easier to understand. And we, there was like a 10 to 15% bump there, right? So now That's we're huge. like, okay, how do we keep, you know, testing these things? And and honestly, one of the, this is this is gonna sound insane, right? One of the best things we probably did was, um, so on our landing pages we have like the one bottle, the three bottle, the six bottle, right? I've never tested this before. I don't know why I have it because people have talked about price anchoring. I swapped the one month and the six month. The conversion rate increased. The AOV bumped by fifteen dollars. From seventy wow. to nine to, to eighty-five, almost ninety, so almost a twenty-dollar bump, just by swapping it. And and I think the 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 main reason is because people are coming in, they're expecting this offer, right? They see on the ad like get three free gifts up to forty percent off. Come to the landing page, they're like, oh, the deal's right here, but where is it? And they come down and they scroll down and they see the one bottle and there's no deal on it. I think that's what causes the drop off. But you're like, yeah, but scroll down a little bit more and it's up to forty percent off, up to three free gifts. But if you just showcase that right away, you're price anchoring and you're showing the deal that you've been promising the whole time, right? So that's why we saw a major lift in conversion, major bump in AOV. And like literally overnight, our AOV went from 70 to $90. It was crazy. So I think testing the way nothing. that it looks like, yeah, no, it's massive. So testing the way it looks like and like showcasing it is such a big thing that people forget. It's also just as important as tweaking your headlines, moving certain you know, things around or, you know, the, your, your USPs in general, but like just making sure that that offer box is like as optimized as possible can unlock huge potential. Man, I really, really like that. I was doing, um, you know, as I do my, uh, random Instagram shopping and I found, uh, there's a great guy, uh, he was actually on, uh, our sister show, uh, Roaz named Oren and he does all this really, like he runs a product studio, just fantastic guy. And he always like surfaces like all these really cool things. I found this mirror that he posted. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing mirror. I'm going to grab it for the apartment. I go to get it. Kind of expensive mirror, but that didn't really put me off. What put me off was the shipping was basically two thirds of the mirror. And so kind of to land the plane here, it's when you think of these offers, and obviously I'm guessing there was definitely some um, like a luxury aggregator that has done kind of reselling the mirror. So they don't probably, it wasn't Soletti, the actual company. Anyways, the too long didn't read. If that 200, because the, the mirror was like 800 bucks and the shipping was like 400. I was like, there's dude, I'm not paying $400 of shipping. Like that's crazy. But the crazy thing is if they would have actually shifted some of that price into like, I guess what I'm trying to say here is the price didn't bother me. What bothered me was paying so much for shipping. And so if they would have shifted some of that price in shipping to the actual like product price, and it was like 800 bucks for the mirror and then 200 to ship it versus six and four, I'm literally paying the same amount of money, but I would have bought it. And so I think it's something really, you you need to keep, like people don't see money, like money's uh, uh, fungible where there's it. A dollar, a dollar in your wallet and a dollar in my wallet, there's really no way to discern it outside the serial numbers. And so making sure that you don't put, one, a bunch of cognitive load on people, and two, like understand what that offer is and really understand like if you need to make the economics work, make sure that you're putting value in the right places because um, they lost a huge sale for me just because instead of making the product more expensive and charging less for shipping, I didn't want to pay for shipping. So a little random tidbit. No, no, and, and, and that's interesting. And, and we just found the opposite, actually. Like we, Ooh, we say more. You used to offer free shipping to everyone. Yep. And we kind of thought about it. And we we're like, well, watches are cheap to ship. I don't think anyone's buying a $350, $450 watch and sweating the $9 shipping cost. Yep. Um, so last October, we were like, we're charging everyone shipping. Um, and again, add an extra 10 bucks to our margin on every order. Um, Love that. I haven't seen any people balk at it. I love that. Oh, you look at that little baseball term as well. Let's go. It's <laughs> starting to heat up, folks. He's starting to heat up. Come, coming out. You used to be an athlete, dude. We need to get you the, uh, you used to pitch, right? You used to have a cannon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we need to get you the, uh, have you totally uh, sidetracked, but have you, did you see the, what's his name, the Angels guy in the, in the World Series, but Mike Trout getting struck out by uh, uh, Otani. 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 Yeah. That guy's a generational player, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, unreal. he's, 
the, the things he can do. If you guys, even if you're not in a sporty ball, go check this guy out. And he's like a really awesome human, but uh, incredible, incredible tactics uh, and just power he has. Yeah. So too long, didn't read. Make sure your offers are clear. I would also add to Ash kind of almost just building on what he's saying is it's not necessarily only clear, but I would also add like make it easy to understand. Sometimes when you get into these like 78 things going on, it just gets really confusing and people kind of can lose the forest for the trees. So just be cognizant if you're stacking on a bunch of things or if there's a bunch of things you have to do that can sometimes um, knock your conversion rate as well. And to Nate's point, um, don't be don't be afraid to test in terms of kind of that heat check. I would have zero problem paying 10 bucks for shipping on a $400 watch. Like it's nothing. It's tax, not even right. tax. You know what I mean? So I think that's a really smart play there. And there there's a lot of this sounds cheesy, but like the more you can get into the psychology of your main buyers, like the more, and I think Ashley did something really cool um, a while ago where you were using that and I, I hammer on all the time, but like your post-purchase survey to really derive data from these people to understand what these objections are. Because I, I know a lot of people that would be terrified to take away the free shipping, Nate. And then it's like, dude, not only do we take it away, we get all this money back, but like nobody's mad, like everybody's chill. So yeah. I think that's also in, honestly, that's, in the same vein of an offer test, right? Like we're going to punt the free shipping. Here's the products. Let's roll. We have a new sponsor of ad spend. Do you hate money? Well, if you hate money, you're going to hate retention.com. If you love money, you're going to love retention.com. And you're going to hear a little bit more about them later in the show, but you can go sign up right at retention.com. If you can't wait till then, enjoy the episode of ad spend exclusively on the triple whale network. Uh, we had a small thing where I think we, we, we were using free shipping, like maybe six months ago and this was i guess the beginning of maybe sorry january right so like four months ago almost five um we added back shipping right five dollars and then we added it as a tier to our gift bar so at 75 dollars, nice. you unlock uh free shipping right so what that ended up doing was that the aov was 70 dollars plus five shipping right um so ended up being you know you're paying 75 anyways right so like if if people are going to spend that five extra dollars to pay for shipping can we get them to buy something that's like 20 dollars, right or like 15 dollars, and then they're getting that free shipping which is why we have like this like item anchored on the cart where it's like get this one more thing for just a little bit more and you're good and you're good to go right so that that was a major aov bump there was a one thing here where now that people are now trained, right? There was there was no there was no dipping mm -hmm. conversion. People were complaining about it, right? A lot of people in our community complain about things, but it wasn't shipping. And so, like, what we ended up doing is that recently we launched our membership program, right? Which is an annual fee under twenty dollars a year. Oh my gosh, that includes free that. shipping and that includes the discounts. And like everybody slammed that because they're like, oh, like I don't want to pay shipping every month because if I need one or two things. I'm paying shipping on it and I don't want to, but now if I'm, if I know I'm going to buy throughout the year, $120 is nothing. It's like getting a prime membership and that like literally prime. Your, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was such a, it was such a big move um, on our end and, and nobody complained about it, which was great. So keep testing. <laughs> on that threshold to unlock free shipping, how did you go about setting that? Just a certain percentage above your normal AOV? That's brilliant. This is tricky, right? Because we weren't entirely sure because this was the price AOV with free shipping. So we just went with, it was around $70 and that's just what we went with. Um, so that's $70, we said, you know, said it's just slightly above, so 75. Um, so the AOV went from 70 to 80, 82, around there. Awesome. And then then we have our added gifts that do bump it up slightly. Um, I think what we found with, this is actually a recent test is that what we found with our gifts is that on a new customer AOV, the new customer AOV is slightly higher, or like, like actually not slightly, but like a good amount because they want the free gifts. But then returning customers, they're seeing the same gifts and that's on us for not swapping them out enough, right? And so they're they're getting to that 75 threshold and then like they're not really incentivized by the other gifts because they already have it. So just a school of thought there for you. <laughs> awesome. Wow, you're holding some cards close to the chest, Melwani. You didn't tell me about this. This is brilliant. I. I think there's going to, because for you guys, you guys already have such an established community, so it'd be hard, but you could also fold in like access to the community into that membership. There's all these other things that you can fold into that, yeah. but I love that because 
and Nate, Nate commented on it uh, kind of in the background, but it is essentially the prime membership model. And it's fantastic because not only do you get the buck 20 of, you can think of that almost as subsidizing your shipping costs, right? Put that buck yeah. 20, well, that's towards shipping, whatever, that's fine. But what I love about it is it gets into, so I wrote this, uh, I'm trying to get back into writing. And so I wrote this funny story about the shop app and like the three Rabas. I have like a, a rational Raba, a buy it now Raba, and a say no to a great deal Raba. And I think what happens with those things is whether you're going to buy Avi or not, et cetera, et cetera, like I feel like I've already paid for this. And so I'm just constantly going to use it again. I mean, that's the Amazon Prime effect to the T, right? Like I know I have Amazon Prime and the number one thing, if it's not some sort of designer fancy thing, I go to Amazon. I'm like, hey, because I've already paid for the shipping in my head. I love that. And I think that's going to be, man, that's so much heat, Ash. I, that's my big thesis for 2023 is I think paid communities and content to commerce are going to be the big, the big, big plays here. Because, uh, Nate, do you know uh, Chris Hall over at Bruce Bolt? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. The cowboy. The oh, Lee Con Cowboy is, is the sultriest voice. Um, but he's finding some really, really interesting success. Isaac as well over at Mini Katana. That this content to commerce play is really interesting to me. And I really love the idea of a paid membership. I think that's a really interesting tack. And I got one more hack there. Hit me with the next one. <laughs> so we launched memberships the same time we launched coffee, right? So I don't know if you guys saw, we, we launched a collagen coffee. Look at the, the grinds. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Coffee grinds with collagen in it. And so what we did was we launched it at the same time saying, if you sign up for a membership, you'll get the coffee for free. Okay. Now on our end, the love coffee, that. the clogs are relatively low. It's just coffee grinds, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But on their value, the perceived value is like, all right, this is a $20 bag of coffee, collagen in it. I pay this 120 annual membership. I'm getting free shipping, 25% off site-wide, access to deals, free coffee. Like that is like, it's a great deal and it nets so much for us. So now what we're doing is that any SKUs that we're trying to move now that just don't have that much velocity on the website, we're just like these weekly deals where it's like, hey, if you want to sign up for the membership, we are now giving free gummies with the sign up of the membership, right? And then the following week, maybe there's a flavor of collagen that's not moving. Hey, get get this flavor of collagen free when you sign up for membership, right? So you're just cycling through all the like the SKUs that have low velocity and promoting this like membership. And like the margin is, the, it's like 90% plus, right? So yep. really cool tip. If you are thinking about getting into memberships, it's really easy to get people to sign up because you can offer a lot of value up front and like not give up too much margin. Dude, I think that's so spot on. And there's a great line. And I think this is very applicable to what you're doing where that's not even an offer. That's an IQ test. Like you have to be just such a preposterous person not to take that. Like there, there's literally no downside. I'm getting all this free value stuff. I'm actually getting a product. So there's instant gratification. I'm getting this like longevity where it's like this discount that I can use. I mean, I think that's brilliant, Ash. That's a, uh, I mean... That's a strong, strong offer. And there's, again, that there's this weird lock-in, right? Like people don't like to feel wasteful. And so even yeah. if I did get turned on to another collagen or something, I'm going to buy Avi because I've already paid for it. Like it's it's it, it, it's it's sheer brilliance. I love that. I love that. You are uh, absolutely, we're sending you a Whaley. That's a, that's a brilliant. It's almost the like Apple model. Of like, hey, if you buy one of our things, you have to buy all of them because nothing else works with it. So like once you get that m membership, it's like, hey, you're kind of in the cult now and you can't leave. It's Dude, that's such a good analogy because Apple really is uh, a subscription service. Even though you're buying phones, it's like it's a subscription service yeah. where it's like I need access to iOS. I need access to all these things. And then the, the crazy thing is I wouldn't say it doesn't necessarily work, but the cohesion and like i'm going to use like a d dirty gross mba word but like the synergy that you get from having all your devices talk to each other dude once you do that you never go back like you'll never go green bubble like it, it, even if the phone is better the experience of the system linking together is more powerful that's a great point nate talk to me a little bit about how you uh plan promotions so you you've identified a few kind of peaks in your uh promotional calendar in terms of looking back at some historicals and like, hey, these are these are really aggressive pops. These LTVs matter. This is awesome. How do you then plan that out? Is it before, after? 
Like, talk me through kind of the holidays that you really target and how you think through those. Yeah, so the year starts off with a little small bump for Valentine's Day, uh, Father's Day. I kind of call it like a mini Q4 for us. Um, and then Q4 is obviously Q4 for us. Um, but, you know, our, uh, you know, we're pred- predominantly a men's brand, but most of our customers are women um, because it's a highly gifted product. Um, and it's the women who are buying for their husbands, dads, brothers, sons, et cetera. Um, so really interesting consumer psychology there. We just had Sarah come in and do an audit of all of our, uh, she's great reviews and everything. And she gave us some, some, some gems. Um, but so as far as, you know, how I go about planning that I am in a unique spot where I need to market to both the gift buyer and the gift receiver. You guys know how it goes. You guys married? Girls got guys, whatever. Uh, Melwani is, yeah. You know how it goes. Birthday's coming up. Christmas is is coming up. And, you know, she asks you, hey, what do you want? And you say, I don't know, for three weeks. And then you finally say something or she chooses something on her own. So some horrible shirt that you're never going to wear, but you wear it anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I like to give myself (laughs) as as much time as possible to make sure I'm touching both of those people multiple times. Pause. That makes sense. But we like to start our promotions early um you know valentine's day starts on january 1st father's day starts on may 1st which is before mother's day which sometimes gets controversial in the facebook ad comments um and then christmas starts on november 1 um i like to do that for one that reason especially for us like we're a more highly considered purchase it's not an impulse buy um it also lets me announce the sale to our existing customers early which gives us a nice early bump in revenue so Love I can kind of artificially spike ad spend without going over our, you know, mer cost of sale targets. Um, so leadership's ha- happy with that. But um, yeah, that's been really helpful. Just giving ourselves more time, um, get more touch points across both the gift buyer and uh, gift receiver. I really like that approach. Is there, is there, do you market? Cause so marketing to the buyer, that makes sense, right? So like get your significant other, whatever watch for, whatever right now actually marketing it to the receiver so that they can suggest hey this is what i want does the mark like does your does your messaging change for that or is it kind of business as usual yeah messaging changes for sure um so when we're talking to um the women which i'm going to be stereotypical here but most commonly the women buying for their guys um we want we want to let them know like hey you are you're raising the gift giving bar you know make him think of you every time he checks the time give a gift he'll remember and be excited to wear every day that's hot um that is shout bars. out to sarah for all that bars. Um, <laughs> and then when we're talking to the guys it's you know uh guys want to feel confident guys want to feel uh like people are going to notice them and recognize them for having a, a nice uh watch um, so it's all about, you know, upgrade your watch collection, elevate your everyday style. Um, we'll do a couple ads that are always like, hey, drop a hint if this is what you want for Christmas. Those never do as well as I want them to. Um, so we don't have to specifically tell the guys like, hey, go tell your girl to get this for you. Um, well, how do you know it's not working, though? Because they're not going to go and buy it, right? No. Yeah, that's true. They're that, not going to yeah, buy it. True. They're going to send it to their girl and they end up buying it. So that's that's a tough play to measure. In theory, it makes sense, right? Um, that's t- I wouldn't I wouldn't discount it entirely because it, it makes sense. Like that's so such a brilliant pathway. I really like those. That's a that's some some Sarah Heat there. That's a really cool pathway, it, and it helps. Or, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ash, but it helps also um, when you have those gift giving verticals. You can kind of start to flatten out your peaks and valleys a little bit, right? Because not only can you ride these gift givings out, but like if there is any sort of gift giving thing out there or to your point like depending on the you know returns you need to have but now I'm understanding your philosophy of getting it in front of people because once once you get that watch in front of the right person whether it's the receiver or the giver ideally one of the others talking to each other right where it's just like oh hey babe yeah oh I don't know what I want but I really saw this cool watch you know what I mean that's made of whiskey barrels and you know how I love my whiskey or whatever and then that gets implanted and then she goes to the site and then now like things are kind of moving and now she's in this targeting pool as well that's a really sophisticated I like that a lot now it makes LTV a 
because now I'm emailing all these women for like, hey, guess what? I have a new whiskey barrel watch coming out, and they're like, I don't give a Yeah, I already um, done did that. That's a really good point. I wonder if post-purchase you can ask, like, did you was this purchased for yourself or for somebody else? And then at least get some data to now them. back it out. Yeah, I'm curious if that could work. Yeah, that's interesting. We could and should for sure. Um, the, the way that we've kind of like game planned the year now is like uh, Q1 and 3, we go heavy on like let's lead gen, let's get a bunch of these guys in the the funnel. Q two and Q four, like we know the the the, the women are going to come by. We've got inserts in our boxes too, um, like in the watch packaging I- itself uh, for guys to enter to win our watch of the month club thing. Um, so like we try to lead gen the guys that way too. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a delicate balance because like we need the the women for Q two and Q four. Um, but those women most often aren't going to buy again. Um, so it's a delicate balance. When when you're thinking about promos, right, especially when it comes to Father's Day and, like, Christmas and stuff, right, so starting well in advance, right? So how do you how do you tackle this? In, like, what does the process look like in terms of, like, getting your creative done, like, I guess, landing pages, emails? So, like, how how does that whole process look if you're planning so far ahead? So we look at our forecast by skew. Um, because like our lead time for new POs is 90, 120 days. Like our, wow. our, the products we're going to, we're going to have for Q2 or the products we're going to have for Q2 and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Um, so then I kind of break down all that and we create creative landing pages, emails, all based on like whatever percent that skew is going to make up of our total revenue. Um, it's like if our whiskey barrel cook. Uh, collection is going to make up 20% of revenue. I make sure that 20% of the content we create, the emails we send, the YouTube uh, creators we sponsor, 20% of that has to be for our whiskey uh, collection, Um, which is kind of honestly great for me because like it just makes it easy, like kind of takes the the thinking out of it. Um, You know, once we get into it performance dictates everything and it doesn't matter if i've you know budgeted a certain amount to spend on that facebook campaign if it's not performing it's not performing and we pivot to something else but um gives us kind of like a good starting point and then because we're starting the promotion you know seven or eight weeks early um we are still creating co- content and ads as it's it's going so we can pivot pretty quickly as well so one thing you said is getting a lot of these creators on board to to help promote, right? Um, I would imagine that you would need to like plan that even more in advance, right? So if Valentine's Day is in Feb and and your guys are starting the sale Jan first, I would imagine you guys are like in the heat in the midst of like Q four planning for like Valentine's Day. Yeah. So like right now, all of our sponsorships for Q two are locked in. Um, we've got a handful of of uh, sponsorships for Q four locked in already. Um, you know, most of the creators we're working with, they're not massive, so they're not, you know, planned out months and and months in advance. Um, but yeah, we started outreach for Father's Day in February, um, because, you know, we got to go back and forth with them. Sometimes they've got agents, we got to send them the product, they got to film it, they get the ad approved. Um, it's a much longer process than I can wake up on May 1st and launch some Facebook ads for Father's Day. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, uh, kind of the, the big downfall of that channel for us is it's a lot of work. It's not crazy scalable. Um, but like I said, it's a super high, so it's part of our mix still. So the content that even these YouTubers create for you, whether it's like mid rolls or whatever it is, do you ever use that content for ads on meta? Yeah, we do. We ask for usage rights of content on, on every, uh, deal, uh, about half the creators say no. Um, but the ones we do work well, um, I kind of call it like, it's like UGC plus, like it's better than a lot of this kind of like fake manufactured UGC out there. Cause they are content creators. They're entertainers. They know how to make something look good on camera. Um, so it's done well for us. Um, and that's kind of another added benefit of working with creators that are so, uh, representative of who your customers are. They write better copy than I can. Um, we, we had one last year, uh, this whiskey enthusiast, he gets like a hundred thousand views every time he posts, just sits there and drinks some whiskey and talks about it. He's living my dream. Dude, as YouTube creator, I missed that boat. But we, uh, we did an ad with, with him and he opened it up. He said, 
the superficial flex lifestyle is supremely uninteresting to me, but this is interesting. And then like he gets into like the details of the watch and everything for like a week. I changed all of our Facebook copy to that. I was like, that's it. I was like, that's the new brand guidelines for, for messaging. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's such a blessing to work with guys who like oftentimes are more representative of our customers than I am. Um, and you know, kind of interacting with them and seeing how they talk about the product, um, using that, whether it's using their content directly or just incorporating it in copy has helped a ton. What did you say you did to combat the LTV headwinds that you have where, um, you know, significant other buys the watch, husband, partner, whoever is super, super happy with it. Now, how do you like, how do you get more money from them? Or do you just need to keep filling the bucket with new people? A couple of things, definitely that, um, you know, we gotta be acquiring customers forever. Um, we send a ton of emails, uh, way more than our customers would like us to send, but opt-out rates are still super low. So we're going to keep sending. That's all that matters. Yeah. We kind of treat Q1 and Q3 as a time to like fill up our bucket with the guys. Um, so right now we're running a couple different offers or kind of like lead gen initiatives. Um, we've got a quiz that says like, Hey, like, let's find the perfect watch for you. Ooh, I love that. Answer some questions about who you are, what you like, what you're passionate about. And we tell you what the watches are for you. You got to enter your email to get your results. And then you get a 20% per, per percent off code too. Um, then something new love we that. started doing this year, we took, uh, our whiskey barrel sunglasses, um, which are $120. We said, hey, we'll give them to you for half off. It's part of our secret sale. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, so kind of like a lead gen, like lost leader kind of strategy. Uh, but we chose that product because that product has our highest percent increase in 90-day LTV. Let's go. So now we're acquiring those customers, kind of breaking even, kind of losing sometimes. Um, but we know with 90-day, that's definitely profitable for us. And then the hope is, you know, Q2, that cohort's going to, buy again q4 again um so that's kind of what we're doing to kind of attract more of the gift receivers um and then the last thing we do there's an insert in every watch package um that says like hey text us to enter uh we give away a watch a month that's dope so text us to enter we get a bunch of guys on that list that's dope i love that there is uh a friend of mine runs uh soul cbd him and his sister mike lee he was actually uh-huh. just on the uh, on roas and he was doing something that broke my brain. I still haven't understood how it works or like how he nets it out. Is it his refund day? Yeah. Oh, you know about this. Yeah. 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 For, okay. So for the people that don't know, so Mike, his sister uh, is actually pretty big on Instagram and she's in kind of like the health and wellness space, that type of thing. And they have CBD stuff. They'll just go live every month and just talk to customers. And then anybody that buys during that live, They'll just like randomly refund people. They're like, hey, you're awesome, Ash. Here's and like not nothing orders, like not like little fifty dollar orders. They were like two hundred bucks back. All these things. I don't know if I'm on board with it, but it's a really interesting idea, especially if it's in some semblance of a consumable. I think you can do that because you have that sales cycle where you can start to claw back some of that. Um, but I thought that was interesting as well. Nate, amazing takes, dude. Uh, you guys ready for some questions? Let's do it. Okay. Nate, if your brain was a person, what would their personality be like? Uh, we would be confident. We'd be secure in who we are. Love um, that. We would be, uh, we'd rather stand out from the crowd than stand in a crowd somewhere. Ooh. That's got the wordsmith. We'd drink whiskey. We'd, uh, we'd love America. We'd love the earth. Let's and, go. Uh, um, we just want everyone to uh, get along. I love that. Moani, give me the Avi personality. I think we're this um, cool mom slash aunt who like shows up to the family dinners or, you know, holidays and just has a bunch of fun at them, right? You know, whether they're having a nice margarita or whatever it is, um, everybody wants to be around that. Coffee infused uh, espresso martini with their new new coffee from (laughs) Avi. You guys are good. Those are really good descriptions. Happy hour lovers. Yeah. Those are great descriptions. If you guys had to be restricted to one social platform, what are you choosing? We'll start with you this time, Ash, and give Nate a chance to thank. Like like personally or for like advertising? No, for the brand, for Avi. Oh, yeah. I mean, Facebook all day, right? I mean, Facebook. 
Yeah. Facebook, the community's there. Same. Ads. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Everybody should find it, dude. And it's still the best buy out there by yeah. far. It is. Like by is. far. Oh, this is fun. We'll start with you this time, Nate, and then go to you, Ash. Um, because hey, I don't believe either of you have this. If your brand had a mascot, what would it be and why? I don't know. I mean, our our logo is trees. We plant a tree for every order. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we've, we've planted 600,000 trees to date. But, uh, you know, our, our environmental impact is awesome, but it's also not anyone's primary reason for purchasing. Nobody cares, dude. It's always perks. It's never an incentive. I don't know. Trees would be obvious. A lot of our products are made out of wood. I feel like I would have, like, a, a big whiskey barrel with, like, a wearing a watch, have the cool shades, like a cool-looking whiskey barrel, maybe have some, like, sailor tattoos on it or something. Yeah. Well, dude, our collections are so, like, diverse we probably need a mascot for your, each of them right because like whiskey collection's great but like you know makes up a chunk of sales we've got the military stuff we've got the guitar tone wood stuff um so we could probably go like kind of sub mascots and then have them all battle it out and see who wins there we go oh gee celebrity death match okay last uh question for you nate um if you could collab with anybody with original grain who would it be uh morgan wallen well, why do I not? Why do I not know that? Is that baseball guy? Or? You don't know Morgan Wallen, dude? No, no my gosh. biggest country star in the world right now. Oh, I don't. I'm not. Even though I live in Texas, I'm not a huge, huge country yeah. guy. Yeah, that's on uh, you. That's a really good pick. Yeah, that's on me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, we actually tried to, um, and got told no. Interesting. But yeah, I think he fits the brand really well. Um. You know, he's got a checkered past, but who doesn't? You know, right. all we all make mis- made, not made, made been. mistakes and, you know, try to strive towards, uh, you know, redemption. Um, but yeah, man, he's, I, I think, one of the uh, biggest pure influencers out there. And I don't use that word influence lightly. Um, a couple months ago, he put, put on his Instagram story, he said, hey, I'm doing a free show at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville tonight. You have to go there to get tickets. Uh, and tickets were gone in an hour. So wow. It's like, man, he can get 50,000 people to leave work on a Thursday morning, drive to Nashville, wait in a line to get tickets to a show instantly. Like that's that's influence. That's um, influence. I I bet he could sell a bunch of watches for us. But he said no. So you know, maybe comes back around. You never know. You never yeah, we'll know. See. That's a that's we'll a see. great pick. That's a great pick. Nate, this has been incredible. So offers huge, planning, huge, YouTube try and go small first and then build up, track your CPMs, track your RPMs. Um, also, if you want to do some deep dives in Tripwell, find out what products are actually driving that 60, 90 day LTV. If the margins are there, bundle those up, get that perceived value. Melwani uh, mm-hmm. dropped some really interesting things on the membership stuff. You guys have to watch the month club. So this is, this is a, a chalked full episode. So I, I would definitely listen to this uh, twice folks. Uh, maybe you do one and a half X and just hit it twice. But uh you slayed this, man. I'm just always a pleasure sharing this time with you, dude. Really, yeah. just one of the Likewise, best in the biz. was, man. Watching you guys weekly has been awesome. Getting to know you and Ashes has been great, both as a marketer and just manager, executive. It's been awesome. Appreciate your uh, mentorship from afar. Of course. Anything for you, my man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. If I, if I could leave the, the audience with one last piece of advice, spend more money on Facebook ads. Dude. That's it. That's 100%. That's my entire marketing strategy right now is spend as much money as I can afford to on Facebook ads, and so far it's working out. I love that. I love that. Uh, how can they get more involved with Original Grain? Where can they get the best watch? How can they follow you? Are you on Mentor Pass? This time's yours, my friend. Follow me on Twitter, at Nate Lagos. Um, I don't have anything to sell you. I'm not a course, not on Mentor Pass. Um, we got to tell Kenny to hook me up, though. Come on, Kenny. Um but yeah, uh, originalgrain.com. I think you can use code Triple Whale for a nice little incentive. Let's if not, go. If not, kids. you will be able to by the time this comes out. Um, but yeah, keep following along with uh, the brand and me. I'm always up to uh, always up to something, so it'll be fun. Yeah, great, great follow on it. What's your handle on the Twitter? We'll put it in the uh, show notes as well. Nate Lagos, N A T E L A G O S. Yeah, super, super fun follow. Uh, Milwani, I just got a juice. I'm driving along. I got Jonas Brothers cranked in the car. Nice. And out of the periphery, I see this sparkle. And that sparkle is the vitamin shop. What do I need to do? That's that's really interesting that you say that, Raba. Um, is that when you when you drive past that, you pull into that parking lot and you go straight up to that college section and you demand that you get some hobby and you walk out. <laughs> 
<laughs> you take a picture, you send it to me on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, people, where's my army? <laughs> it's it. I love it. Melwani, you're the best, my man. Where where can the people follow you? How do they get involved with Avi more? Uh, mentor Pass, let them know. Yeah, absolutely. So follow me on Twitter at Ashvin Melwani. Um, tweeting out a bunch of stuff lately about media buying, some uh, just templates that we've been dropping. Um, you know, if you want to use ChatGPT yep. and and you know doing some CRO testing, we have a lot of uh, resources there. Uh, Chew on this. Season one is now a wrap. We just launched our or dropped our final episode. Basically, things that we we've learned and unlearned in 2022 that we're 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 carrying into 23, and then season two starting soon. So keep an eye out for that. Love to see it, and that is chewonthis.io. 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 Get over there, folks. He's doing some really really incredible work. Nate, you're the man. I really appreciate you, dude. Thank you for coming out. We have a fantastic newsletter that goes out every Tuesday Thursday called Whale Mail. You can subscribe right at triplewell.com/whalemail. And then if you do want to start riding the lightning using some analytics, using some attribution, figuring out what products to use for 60-day, 90-day LTV. Go get you some Triple Whale. Get on the Whale app. It is triplewhale.com. You can grab a demo or you can sign up with TouchList. Whatever you need, we got it for you. We've got a bunch of really cool updates. We have a crazy, one of the hacks right now, actually a little pro tip. If you don't want to pay for GPT-4 Pro, just use Willy. It's actually a direct connect in there. So if you don't want to put some money down and you want to get more money out of your triple whale membership you can actually just flick off the triple whale toggle and just use gpt4 right in triple whale and obviously we have a mobile app so make sure to download that if you do have triple whale you guys are amazing this is great this is one of my favorite episodes i actually am going to go back and listen to this one there's some absolute gems in here and it's the perfect time because uh i think it's kind of a joke but also reality that like the best marketers are made in the summer because there's just so many headwinds, dude. Like if you can, if you can make the summer work, it's like, all right, that that's like that's the premier marketing, and then the rest of the stuff is not easy mode, but you just have more tailwinds. So um, go yeah. implement all these things from these two brilliant guys. They are awesome people. Go follow them on the twitters, and that's it, folks. Oh, and make sure to subscribe if you want to see us. We actually post these on YouTube if you want the visuals, and then if not, we're on any of your favorite podcast catchers. And then if you can leave a review, that'd be amazing. Oh, and then the last thing, uh, Nate, I need a safe word. What's the safe word? We give out merch for anybody that listens to the end. And yeah. they send me this word, they will get some free whale merch. What you got for me? Can it be four or five words? Uh, make, a sentence? It, make, make it simple-ish. What's a sentence? The moon landing was fake. That's <laughs> so hard to remember. Is it though? Birds are Is not real. <laughs> Is it? Is it? <laughs> NASA lies. I don't know. You pick. We're going to go with wood grain, folks. <laughs> with wood grain. And then we'll have a, a new sister podcast exploring all the conspiracy theories of why the birds aren't real. Look into it, bro. Look into it. Um, Nate, you're amazing. Hit me up. Wood grain on at Robert Ray Hill on the Twitters or LinkedIn. Melwani, you're the best, my man. I really, uh, You guys both came with the heat, man. This is really uh, one of my favorite episodes. So I thank you so much. Um, and then... Go check out Roaz, our sister show. Go check out Chew on This. And then that's all we got. Thanks for stopping in again, Nate. You're the best. Appreciate you. Moani, all the love. We'll see you guys on the flip. Bye-bye.